Hello and welcome to this, the latest episode of the Wake Up London podcast. It's good to be with you again. This episode is the international episode, one of a few that we'd like to do in the coming months. We're going to take you on quite a journey. We have the long interview, long conversation with Anna, one of the members of Wake Up Madrid. We have some shorter sharings from Jamie and Holf from Wake Up Hong Kong and from Yoav from Wake Up Tel Aviv. We have a reading from Love Letter to the Earth from current happy farmer Max from Sweden. We have music from The Island Within, a Mexican wake up project, and this from Born Eye. Afosu Jones Quarte, aka Born Eye, is a writer, producer, performer, and mindfulness teacher, and also Plum Village practitioner. This is In This Moment from an album with the same name. yourself in this moment ask yourself how do you feel all that you know is the moment that's the only thing that's real look at yourself in this moment ask yourself how do you feel all that you know is this moment that's the only thing that's real look at yourself in this moment ask yourself how do you feel all that you know is this moment it's the only thing that is real Moments they come and these moments they go If we come back again it's the infinite flow But until then we still in the moment forever The past is forgotten, the future is never The present is all that we know and can measure Joy in the pain and the pain and the pleasure Making it better or making it worse If it's the second then make it reverse Until the day that I'm laid in the hearse I'ma just be out here making it work I fell in love with cocaine as a flirt Search for the feeling, escaping the hurt Mixing with Tito's, no mixing with needles I'm wet like a fish and I'm high like an eagle Becoming the villain, supplying my ego One moment a hero the next one I'm evil I don't know who I am half of the time let it all go if I black out it's fine I'm sick of dealing with life is a chore really don't want to feel nothing no more do it from sundown to sundown again racing myself for the come down again hating myself in the come down again wait for the party to come round again I know my teacher would be disappointed all of the training he gave me was pointless but even though right now I feel like I'm worthless I'ma just look at my mind and observe it ask yourself how do you feel all that you know is this moment that's the only thing that's real Look at yourself in this moment Ask yourself how do you feel All that you know is this moment That's the only thing that's real Look at yourself in this moment Ask yourself how do you feel All that you know is this moment the only thing that's real. I try to focus excitement, sit in the lotus alignment. The truth is that I want to know what's inside and the Buddha said you'll never know so you try it. So I sit in silence and steady my breathing and try to see something I never believed in. I want to know every part of my soul, part of my soul. How it develops and how it unfolds. All these emotions lock me in a prison. Soon as I notice they gone in an instant. Knock knock who's there when the door swings. Robin Hood with an arrow and the bull strings. Look for the light at the end of the tunnel. All of the ways I defended my struggle. I am the child. I am the parent. I am illusion. I am awareness i am the pain that i didn't take care of that turned into all of the things that i'm scared of what do i notice is none of it lasts same as the lightning and thunder that crash all of the thoughts and the feelings and fears stay for a moment and then disappear everything in me is naturally free all that's required is i let it be i am the sun i am the storm they called me infinite when i was born i am enough is the magic repeated for all of the love and compassion that's needed and yes i might fall again but then i'll rise again sitting cross-legged and closing my eyes again 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 look at yourself in this moment ask yourself how do you feel all that you have is this moment that's the only thing that's real look at yourself in this moment ask yourself how do you feel all that you know is this moment that's the only thing that's real look at yourself in this moment ask yourself how do you feel all that you know is this moment it's the only thing that's real to the long conversation in this episode. Wake Up Sangers have been springing up all over the world since Wake Up's manifestation in 2010. We spoke to Anna from Wake Up Madrid, a writer and mindfulness practitioner. Anna tells us about her personal journey and also the beginnings of Wake Up Madrid. Okay, Anna, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's really lovely to be with you. Um, I wonder if you could just say who you are, where you are, and um, 
yeah, how you first came to be involved in, in Wake Up. Hi, Joe. Thank you very much for inviting me to this wonderful session. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for first to having met you mm -hmm. um, and be able to chat several times with you and your, about your music, about children, about education, about activism, about dogs and cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Anna. I'm living in Madrid. I'm from Spain. And I kind of met Thai uh, around 2016. Um, I was very interested into his uh, teachings. He was for me like uh, the master. I wasn't like the teacher. I wasn't, I didn't know I was looking for. Like okay. I just knew about him. I saw some of his videos and I understood like, oh, this is the person that I didn't know I was looking for in, in terms of my spirituality or I never liked to join any religion in specific. I saw religions more in terms of history or culture mm -hmm. rather than something that I had to follow and the rituals and something like that. Never believe it like a, a real spiritual thing rather than a very earthy mm. thing in terms of there's lots of them and there's the each of each of them says different things but within when I meet Tai and his teachings they were very like mm, similar to my thoughts about life, nature, mm. living beings. They seem very mm, like the kindness I was looking for in the world. Mm. And I just received it directly. And I could also learn how to give and receive more and make the world a better place. And mm. I liked specifically the idea of the training. Mm. So sometimes uh, I'm a little bit hard with myself when it's like, oh, I couldn't be better in this, or I couldn't do this in a better, more spiritual way or I like to make myself better in all this kind of making the world a better, a better place. But I says like, don't worry, this is a training. <laughs> uh, we mm. cannot train for a while or for all our lives, but still while doing the training, it's, uh, you're feeling well, you're yeah. feeling good. So this is what I like more. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> you, you came to it by, did you read a book or see a video or something or? How did it? I think uh, the first thing I think it was like I saw him in a video and mm. I was completely shocked like oh like if I knew him like mm. um, it entered directly into my veins this is mm. like when you already know an information but you hear that information from outside mm. um, so it becomes like real it was something like that like in some way, it was like a, a person who I already knew or was, I usually say like he was already in my cell. Mm. Uh, it sounds a little bit weird, but I always felt like that with Tai, mm. like he was already in myself. And so I had the teacher very near me, like inside me. I feel him very, very close to me since I saw that video. Since I started reading his books, uh, since I went to some retreats and he was there, he was very, very near to me. He was very close in the inside. I'm speaking always like mm. in the inside. Um, also, when we sometimes we've been doing walking meditation and I had to guide uh, a walking meditation in the in the Sangha that we have in Madrid. The, I am part of the Wake Up Sangha. Mm one day I had to guide the walking meditation. It was my first time kind of guiding and I didn't have a watch or something to measure mm. the time. And I just like, okay, Ty will help me. And I wow. actually have the feeling that he was walking with us. He was there. Mm. And that's amazing feeling. Mm, it went really well. And, and also in other moments as well, I felt very, very close to him or him to me. I don't know how to mm -hmm. explain. 
So it's like the Dharma is near, uh, the teacher is near, and also feel the Sangha very near. As I, is, I feel all members of the Sangha are my friends mm -hmm. from the, the very beginning when you meet a member of the Sangha, in some ways, like you kind of are confident with that person. Yeah, like a, yeah, it's like friends and family. Thank you so much, Anna. That's really touching. Yeah. Um, was there a wake up Sangha already that existed? Um, yes, I think so. I The first thing I did when I met Thai was to look for more. And mm. I realized there was this plant village and there was a, the retreat. And apparently there was like a retreat very near, like in mm. if. I don't know if I watched the video in February, in March, they were doing a, a retreat in Spain mm -hmm. where we have very, very wonderful Dharma teachers as well. And mm -hmm. also some of the monks from Plan Village came here to Spain to the retreat. Mm -hmm. uh, so I joined the retreat and that was my first experience with the full uh, Dharma teachings, Dharma sharings, like singing the songs and eating mindfully. Mm -hmm. I already have done like meditation from some more years ago and I was very kind of into the Buddhism um, philosophy, but as I said, never specifically. Mm -hmm. um, so in this retreat, uh, it was the, the first time I knew there was a lot of sanghas around the world when we finished the retreat. Mm -hmm. I know there was a lot of sanghas and that you could join sanghas in your mm. own city or, and there wasn't so many online sanghas at, the, at that moment that I could know in Spain, definitely not. Um, but I knew there were, there were sanghas in Madrid mm. and I found out about the wake up sangha, which is the one that was more suitable for me to go. So I, I joined. So they already, yes, they already existed. Mm. What was what was it like to to start practicing with with other people? I guess had found the same way that you had to to tie in the uh, teachings. And... I feel being with a sangha is like being at home with friends. Mm. Even if it's the first time that you go to a sangha, to a new sangha. As also, I sometimes went to other sanghas in Madrid. Sometimes, um, and it's always like you're going to be with friends in between friends or people that is having the same thoughts and the same style of life or ideas or mm -hmm. how to protect beings, nature, like same big ideas, same important ideas about, about life, which makes mm -hmm. you very comfortable with, I think. Mm -hmm. Also having this, you, you know that you're going to have the same teachings, the same readings or the same way of sharing which is wonderful like how we can listen to each other with you know this idea of giving advice quickly instead of trying to give advice instead of listening um having a space to share and that i like the all weathers are welcome this is something that ah, a nice phrase yeah <laughs> i love um yeah so i think it's wonderful to be having a sangha or being a sangha. Mm -hmm. um, for example, in Wake Up, we, in Wake Up Madrid, we usually meet every 15 days, like uh, okay. on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And we go to the Retiros Park, which is mm -hmm. a big park in the center of Madrid. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very beautiful park with a very beautiful energy. And we gather there uh, so everybody can join. Um, sometimes we don't know if we're going to be five or three or mm -hmm. ten. Mm -hmm. We have like a big group on the, I think there is lots of people on the email list and the WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how many, but then it's a very, we're very few, but we really love to be together. Um, so we usually, it's very open. We usually meditate in silence. Uh, for maybe half an hour mm. and then we share sometimes we read something it doesn't mm. have to be a Thai book a text book or anything related but it might be a, a poem or another kind of 
reading that somebody was inspired by or mm -hmm. wanted to share, and we can also talk about it. Uh, yeah, like that. And we also do walking meditation mm. around the park. Um, yeah. Thank you. It sounds lovely. Meditating in a park in Spain sounds sounds lovely. Um, you, you mentioned at the beginning of our talk about the, the ways that we've been connected through talk with our talking about, um, yeah, activism and about working with children. And, and I wondered if you wanted to say a bit about how your life looks like in Madrid and with your interest in and how that connects to Thai's teachings and Plum Village. I know that you've been a, a children's writer for many years. Okay, I think like um, I'm still a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit a pan person. Um, I am still very connected with the, yes, with the, the children ideas, the children excitement about life and, and the children's dreams and the joyfulness. And so I really enjoy reading and writing books for children that are also perfect for adults. Mm -hmm. As uh, I know there's a, a, lots of adults like me, like enjoy reading children's books because there's so much wisdom sometimes in there with the essence, because you go to the essence of things, the children. Um, yes, yeah, you remove lots of words that are not, necessary to understand something and also I love working with images like the minimalism in uh, visual art or the zen I also like to paint with zen mm. to me and it's also it's only the essence which is important sometimes and and the image if it's a you can see beauty in in the words in the images mm. in the colors uh, in the composition of things and nature inspired me a lot. Mm. Um, so sometimes I think like I'm activist in terms of, well, we have a group of activists. So I, I see myself as an activist. An activist. And mm. I recognize it when I was like, in my books is there's always something that can inspire others. For example, in Alindra is like a painter that comes to help a musician that is full, that his house is full of uh, notes because he plays so many instruments that all the notes are there flying around and he doesn't know what to do with them. It's like a, a house full of children that are very naughty and you don't know <laughs> what to do, but you care of them so you cannot like, kill them. <laughs> you have to even try to understand them, to mm. educate them or something. It's like the notes are all over and he doesn't know what to do. So, and there's this, this person, Alindra, who comes with their creativity to give a solution to this problem, to what to do with the notes. So everybody can be living uh, in a more harmonious way. Uh, so she gave this idea of creating a story where the, instead of a very ugly partiture, is it the, the, the music sheet? Oh, yeah, the score. Instead of yeah. this, the notes doesn't like the music sheet because the music sheet is always like black and white or black and creamy and it's like very yeah. serious. So they don't like to be there. So she prefers to, to create a, a very colorful book so the notes mm. can be bathing on painting and going into the book and full of colors. And each note can be a color or they can interchange color and create new new melodies. And mm. so they like that idea. So they, they like to live in this book. So it's, everything is more organized in the house of this music. Man. And it's like inspiring people who have a problem to be creative, to solve mm. the problem, use creativity to solve the problem. Also working together and consensuate decisions, for example, listening to the notes, what was their problem? <laughs> and nice. That is didn't like the, the music sheet. Mm. Um, so it's like, an, get inspired in, in some ways. Another one, uh, yeah. another of the books is about, I got inspired by Thai, definitely. I was studying mindfulness more in deep. Um, I was, 
I got a my certificate to be able to teach mindfulness as well and practice. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to dedicate a, a lot of years be before doing something uh, like professionally. Um, so like being myself, like master the, the, the idea, right? Um, and then this idea came to me, uh, it's we need to work on the communication between families, between parents and children, mm -hmm. because they don't communicate really. And then parents is like, oh, he's not talking to me because he's a boy. Or right. no, I, I only, I'm only worried about my daughter when she's going to have like, um, you know, like boyfriend or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I understood that even teenagers stop communicating very soon with parents nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like if they become like 13 or 14 and they go out, it's even when they are eight or nine with, the, with their own social media or read, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. net or webs or whatever, they start with the mobile, they start communicating less. So I thought we have to do something with this because it's amazing. <laughs> like um, I wanted to, I, I had some ideas, then I realized I had to do something to prevent the the this this connection that this this communication was going to be broken in, mm. in a few weeks, months or years. So I decided to do something to prevent that, and that means that the 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 families can have like a code to communicate, and through mindfulness was a very good idea for me. So I wrote this book, uh, Juego de la Calma, like the game of fun. Mm. They can be reading this story about a character that has a problem. They're like dragonflies. They have a, a problem and they, they bite each other and they cry and there's a lot of, it's an overwhelming moment. And then the fairy of the can tells them to breathe first and paying attention to another thing, which is some glitter that is coming. Uh, into the bottle, to the bottom of the bottle. And so they breathe in and they paying attention to something that is nicer for a moment. And they forget about their very hard emotions. And they are able, after that, they are able to speak or just forget in terms of, okay, I was out of my, uh, of my head because of my anger at that moment, or I was very, very sad so I couldn't, you know, like maybe forgive you or understand you, what you did. And then, and then it's a way that we can do it. Like first, tell people or children to calm down first, like Ty says, like breathe in, breathe out, maybe walk a little bit and also work with our attention. Where are we putting our attention? And then we will be able to manage everything that is there not avoiding it, but manage manage everything in, in a better way. And then this book has like a lot of different activities for practicing mindfulness, like this training. So it, I wrote that this was inspired by Tai um, because I think he's a great master and he's always right. I always say that because he never fails me. <laughs> uh, he, even you're learning something from him mm -hmm. and then you have a question and he already answered that question, if you think a little bit more. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I can tell, yeah, so it must is, spread a lot of joy with these books. This is like the idea of, I'm always thinking of, when I write something, it's sort of always related to, yeah, maybe related to nature or maybe mm. related to emotions and feelings and mm. same in poetry. Um. The only thing is like the other, the other side is to make this known for the world, mm. which is the other side of creating things to, to make them available and make them, exactly, yeah. make them known. So when I get to a school and they know it, they love it, and I, we can do it with children, it's amazing how they react. Mm. Um, there's another story called The, the Meat. And they are two characters that are just shapes, like red shapes. And the children, then they ask them, are, who are they? Are mm. they things? So, and sometimes they say, like, they are persons. And it's mm. like, but they are just square with arms separated from the body. And maybe it's just a square. And sometimes they move, they, uh, 
along the story, they're changing the shape, the shape mm -hmm. that they have. But then they get connected with the story so much that they see person, people in the characters. And this wow. is very funny as well. So, yeah. Are you, are you working on anything at the moment? I'm, it's finished, but I have to decide how to put it into the world, but it's a book called The Book. And it's mainly like a one-page book, but very, very important. Ah. And it's mainly in blank. <laughs> it's a very special book um, about how to connect with ourselves and how to create a space and time wow. for, for imagination, for dreams, for... Yeah, it's mainly about creating the space and the time for ourselves. Mm. It's a very beautiful, tiny book. Oh, um, wow, an exclusive. Is there any way that people can um, can find... Well, am I right in thinking that your books are in Spanish? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, and for anyone who would like to look into them more, is there a way they can find out? How, to, how, how would they find out more about you? Yeah. There is the website. Mm. Uh, Banania Play with B, bananiaplay.com. The books are there, and then people can find them there, can ask me questions about them, or mm. can order them already uh, directly. And you can also find them in bookstores, in all bookstores actually, because they are through some distributors. So okay. the bookstores can ask. For the for the books to us or to one of the distributors or something, mm. but you can always contact me and tell you how to get them or yeah. even how to work with them uh, with children okay. or how to apply in with other kind of activities with adults mm. as well. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> That's been great. Thank you so much for your your time and um and hope have, have you have a good day. Yeah, you too. And everyone that is listening. Thank you for much you. so much for being there. I'm very with my English. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Anna, for your time there. Some shorter sharings now from members of Wake Up Hong Kong, Jamie and Hulf, and from Yoav at Wake Up Tel Aviv. Tikna Han's legacy is one of peace in difficult places. The mindfulness practices and the organization of Sangha is something that came from Thich Nhat Hanh's work during the war in Vietnam in the 1960s. Both members of Wake Up Tel Aviv and Wake Up Hong Kong live in situations that are touched by conflict. The violence of both the Israeli occupation of Palestine and that brought upon the pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong between 2019 and 2020 is something we get into in another episode of the Wake Up London podcast due to be released in the next few months on activism. Today we talk to the Sangha members about what the practice means to them, how their Sanghas got started and what they do. Um, Jamie bowing in. So the first time I discovered Thai was in my actually um, university back in 2014. And there was a little room called Quiet Room. And it's full of sand decorations, but it never been used throughout the three years university. I mean, like from my experience. So I was always very curious. Whenever I passed by, I just looked into it and there's nothing happened there. And um, the last year of my graduation, I was super, super stressful. And there was a discussion between me and my parents, whether I should go back to mainland or I should go continue to study or I should find a job. So there's so much pressures back then. And I suffer from insomnia um, a very long time. And I realized one day, one of my best friends, um, she told me there's some um, activity that could help you sleep yeah. <laughs> and it's just like there in the in the quiet room and I signed up without knowing anything about Palm Village and I went there um, I experienced a full day of mindfulness mm. there 
and I realized that, oh my goodness, um, it was it was really the first time that I was actually like watching Thai's video, in the Dharma, uh, Dharma talk. Um, I just have a feeling I I don't know why, but it feels very strange. He really knows me so well, so that I'm no more lonely. I feel it's very strange because I never met him. He was talking about love. He was talking about true love, um, and how it should be a healthy relationship. And also, love is about freedom, something like this. And all of a sudden, I feel that uh, it really helped me to throw my energy and also to get some sleep since then. It was really, really magical. And then. After I graduated, I always tried to find ways to go back, but it was not easy because it happened on Saturday. And um, also happened to know because all the conditions was ready, was mature. And I went to Palm Village, Hong Kong the first time. Um, so I truly described myself enjoying the fruit of all those good conditions. Um, and I was so thankful that I have been able to continue to go back. Going back to my first encounter is actually from um, Thai's article on the uh, Buddhist magazine in uh, Hong Kong. It was the first time I uh, read um, Thai's um, essays or articles. And that one was about mindful walking and mindful breathing. And that was so simple. And it's it just, oh, oh, practice can be that simple. And, and that one really works. Just like you, it's like you focus on the uh, walking and focus on breathing. And then um, you can let go of, um, the stress or things you 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 you're worried about it, it was something like that, and at the same time I was in an a um a youth um Buddhist program uh, from another uh, monastery in uh, Hong Kong. So uh when I really go to um uh, Prom Village Hong Kong for, uh, to practice um uh, before that I, I knew um Gabriel and. Okay, going back to um, uh, uh, two thousand ten. Okay, two thousand ten, and I also joined um one of the public talk uh by Tai when he visited Hong Kong um uh, for the tour, uh yeah, and yeah, that was also an amazing experience. The first time I heard the chanting and and um Tai gave the talk in person. It's also about mindful breathing and walking, if I remember well. Yeah, and going to 2011, and I had a chance to go to um, the Lotus Pond Temple in uh, Lantau Island more frequently because I was organizing a, a orientation activity for that uh, Buddhist program. Um, so, um, when actually in 2011, it is the time um, the Prom Village Sangha start to um, have a um, what is it, long term um, site or temple to stay at. So it's around May in 2011. And so I went to um, Prom Village uh, more often. Um, but in like in the first, first one, year I um, wasn't really uh, into the um, practice it was until um, around Christmas time or 2012 there was a wake up retreat and um, I really have a um, deeper taste of the Plum Village practice going from day to night have a sitting at very early morning having a um, uh, mindful eating three times a day and then like the walking meditation and other than the practice there are some fun activities uh, in, 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 in the afternoon and, and we enjoy the noble silence which um, we just keep silence up like after night or so yeah 
And it is during that retreat, I received uh, the um, five uh, mindfulness training. And it was in um, yeah late December 2012, which was uh, almost exactly 10 years ago. And yeah, so this is um, my early days um, uh, practice with, with um, uh, Plum Village Hong Kong and uh, Sangha members. Hey, so uh, my name is Yoav. I'm a member in uh, with the Cloud Sangha in Tel Aviv. It's a wake-up uh, Sangha along with a mixed age group. So we are a mixed group with a, uh, a big uh, emphasis on uh, young practitioners and how to cultivate this kind of uh, young movement in uh, Tel Aviv and in Israel. And we are part of a, uh, of a network called uh, Wake Up Israel where we uh, join forces together with the Jerusalem Wake Up Sangha and we do some activities together uh, along with the uh, we have uh, our own uh, Dharma teacher we're lucky enough to have one uh, her name is uh, Chagit she, she used to be a, a, a nun in uh, Plum Village and we have uh, days of mindfulness and we have around three retreats a year some of them are with the uh, uh, with the more established Sangha that uh, started back in the 90s when uh, Thai was here in Israel and created an impact. So we join forces also with older Sanghas that are here in the country. And what we do is that sometimes before retreat, we, when uh, monks and nuns come from Plum Village or when we have some sort of a support for more lay friends so we go to different uh, we can say grassroots movement to meet with activists uh, that are uh, focusing around the military activities in the settlements and how to how to uh, um, how to work with anger and how to work with uh, uh, emotions that are come from uh, very hard work uh, to help uh, the Palestinians which are in the uh, occupied territories and also how to deal with burnout that many of those activists uh, feel many times so we give them we try to give them the tools of, uh, of mindfulness uh, uh, con- concentration and insight to help them uh, carry on and uh, and other than that, we do sometimes a day of mindfulness in Jerusalem, and that's it. Our sangha is around 20 people in the sangha, maybe uh, come around 12 people, and uh, and it's a very it's a very strong core of practitioners, and oh, so nice the birds and. So that's it, we are very happy to practice together and many things, most of the time the subjects that come up is how can I cultivate inner peace, how can I um, give the practice, the, the, the gift of the practice to my friends and to my family and to make it uh, somehow available for non-practitioners and how can I uh, uh, maintain my own uh, boundaries and my own limits. Uh, when I feel there is no place for that or maybe someone is stepping over them. So this is some of the subjects that we are dealing and I see that uh, the practitioners are very keen about and that's it. Thank you for for inviting me to talk about it and I hope it's fine. Lotus. Thank you so much Jamie, Hulf and Yoav for your time there. Thank you also, Fung, Jennifer, Rosalia and Gabriel from the Hong Kong Sangha. We had a great conversation a few weeks ago and that will be in full in the next international episode of the Wake Up London podcast. A note about the next episode of the Wake Up London podcast, which is going to be called Being Peace. As you may know, the Being Peace Centre project is go this year with fundraising for a Plum Village Centre in the UK. Yay. Look out for events right through the year. 
the monastics are coming to tour in the summer. Some of the monastics are coming in a van to drive and share the practice throughout the country and Scotland and Ireland as well. And in the next episode, we're going to tell you more about how you can get involved. Meanwhile, I have an invitation for you. Something that I'm involved in with the Being Peace fundraiser project is an online being event that will take place in March. And we're looking for anyone who'd like to share anything. We have about three or four hours um, on a date to be confirmed in March where we're going to get together on Zoom and have music and poetry and meditations and little films. Um, yeah, so if you think that you would like to offer something, then please visit www.tinyurl.com forward slash being peace fundraiser and you can find out more about it the reading this episode comes from max max as max will tell you is a current happy farmer on the happy farm project in upper hamlet in plum village france max will be reading here from tignar hand's book love letters to the earth Hi, I'm Max from the Happy Farm in Upper Hamlet and uh, today I'd like to share with you one of my favorite texts from Thai. Uh, it is called Beloved Mother of All Things and I found this text in uh, Love Letters to the Earth. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite books from Thai and I can explain a bit why after reading the text. So it goes like this. Dear Mother Earth, I bow my head before you as I look deeply and recognize that you are present in me and that I am a part of you. I was born from you and you are always present, offering me everything I need for my nourishment and growth. My mother, my father and all my ancestors are also your children. We breathe your fresh air, we drink your clear water. We eat your nourishing food. Your herbs heal us when we are sick. You are the mother of all beings. I call you by the human name mother, and yet I know your mothering nature is more vast and ancient than humankind. We are just one young species of your many children. All the millions of other species who live or have lived on earth are also your children. You aren't a person, but I know you're not less than a person either. You are a living, breathing being in the form of a planet. Each species has its own language. Yet, as our mother, you can understand us all. That is why you can hear me today as I open my heart to you and offer you my prayer. Dear mother, wherever there is soil, water, rock or air, you are there, nourishing me and giving me life. You are present in every cell of my body. My physical body is your physical body. And just as the sun and stars are present in you, they are also present in me. You are not outside of me, and I am not outside of you. You are more than just my environment. You are nothing less than myself. I promise to keep the awareness alive that you are always in me and I am always in you. I know I need to keep this awareness alive in me for us both to be peaceful, happy, healthy and strong. Sometimes I forget. Lost in the confusions and worries of daily life, I forget that my body is your body and sometimes even forget that I have a body at all. Unaware of the presence of my body and the beautiful planet around me and within me, I'm unable to cherish and celebrate the precious gifts of life you have given me. Dear Mother, my deep wish is to wake up to the miracle of life. I promise to train myself to be present for myself, my life, and for you in every moment. I know that my true presence is the best gift I can offer to you, the one I love. Yeah, this text is very powerful for me and a deep reminder to uh, yeah, why I'm waking up every day and what gives meaning to my life actually. Uh, 
Um, yeah, as I said earlier, I'm working on the happy farm now, and my background is in uh, permaculture, agroecology, gardening, and I decided to to work with this because of my deep love with the earth and nature in general and all that I've received from it, all the fresh air I'm breathing every day and the water and the, the landscapes and the food, everything. And um, yeah, out of gratitude, I uh, already five years ago, I've committed to, to do everything I can to protect and heal this uh, beautiful planet we are sailing on. And uh, later on, I read about Thai teachings and especially the um, the one I'm reading now about finding Mother Earth inside of ourselves, which opened a whole new perspective for me uh, of taking care of the Earth and healing and nature uh, was actually also uh, meaning taking care of myself and healing my traumas and my sufferings inside. And uh, so, yeah, I could not just only focus on regenerating the soil in the garden and uh, helping uh, insects and microbes and bacteria to thrive. But also I had to, to slow down and to, to look inside into where, where I have fear or anger and sadness or despair about how the world is uh, working outside and the society and yeah, trying to accept these things that made me suffer. So, uh, so yeah, I was fortunate enough to to be able to come in Plum Village for a year to combine my two uh, passions of uh, mindfulness and and gardening. Just like uh, I said, to to be able to slow down and to take care of myself and uh, to to wake up to the miracle of life, to to the fact that I'm breathing and it's already a miracle and. And I don't need to, to, to save the world or to help, uh, yeah, uh, how do you say, on my own to reverse climate change and everything. But I need to take care of myself, not to burn out, to slow down and to, to nourish myself with the beautiful things around and the lovely friends and family that are always by my side. And um, yeah, so this for me is a... A reminder to, to to keep in mind and Thai's text uh, emphasized this to keep the awareness alive and my own health and well-being health and well-being of the old earth and so uh, it's for me it was so easy to lost myself into uh, my my work or my beliefs or and actually yeah get disconnected from my body and and yeah the whole miracle of life around me, the, the leaves growing and the, the sunshine and the, the breeze or whatever. And uh, being in, in, in Plum Village for a year really uh, helped me to, to feel better as an activist and to, uh, yeah, to act in the world from a place of love and uh, peacefulness instead of yeah, despair and anger and yeah, wanting the whole world to look like a permaculture village and not like a consumerist uh, capitalist society. But then, uh, yeah, the more I stayed in Plum Village, the more I understood that I was still having a, a dualistic view of seeing the world and I had a lot of aversions in me uh, and uh, yeah, slowing down and accepting these parts of myself was a lot of healing and I can feel that uh, by my own healing uh, I contribute greatly and very deeply into what uh, I vowed to, to work with which was to, um, yeah, to take care of Mother Earth in any way I can and to, yeah, to live my life uh, according to my values. Thank you very much for listening and uh, I hope you it resonated with you. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking this journey with me to some of our international Sangha friends. 
If you'd like to be involved in future episodes, if you'd like to do a reading, if you have some music to share, or you'd like to maybe be involved in a long conversation, then drop us a note and we can have a conversation about that. You can visit wakeuplondon.org forward slash podcast. You can also find a donate button there. The podcast is brought to you as a pilot project of mine, encouraged by Wake Up London founder Eleanor Penn and encouraged by some of our current members. It's something we'd really like to make more regular and funds will help us to do that. So if you've enjoyed the episode and would consider offering a pound or two, then please go to the donate button at wakeuplondon.org forward slash podcast. And we're going to leave you with this from Mexico, three-piece Sanger sibling friends called The Island Within. And I'll see you next time. Porque yo estoy en ti.